Ladies and gentlemen, it's another week. I'm the Gnarly Gnome, and you're listening to some kind of podcast that you clicked on, which means it's Sensi Brewcast, the voice of Sensi Craft. We are back. We are on location, um, probably time traveling, because I think I'm going to wait and post this the week of the big anniversary party. We're at Alexandria. Andy? Hello? Andy? <laughs> Andy? 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 Gnome. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it would be funnier if people understood. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, thank you guys for coming back on the show, um, Andy Reynolds. This is going to get this is going to get difficult. Um, <laughs> I, we refer to each other by last name. I know, so but I don't. I just refer to you both as Andy. And so you could refer to a third of the brewing industry as Andy. <laughs> that's, around that's, here. that's actually true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this there's a there's another one at Bay of Tom Smith right now. I know. The tap room manager, assistant brewer, yeah. sales rep, bottle washer. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you <laughs> off here. No, I was about to tell you, this is a big one for you. Yeah. This ties your your number with Evan Rouse as wow. the most appearances on Cincy <laughs> Brewcast. You are now, like, I think you get a jacket or something. Do I? Yeah, I think like, so. Like, like at the Masters? Yeah, like a gold jacket. <laughs> yeah. Green jacket, gold jacket. Who gives What's a shit? The, I want the one from Happy Gilmore. Yeah. Yeah. Where, where is your gold jacket shooter? <laughs> That's a good question. It's a clever one. Sorry. <laughs> this is going to get out of hand. And yeah. we are <coughs> so, so two clearly, minutes into recording and we are off the rails. <laughs> new league record. Um, let's. We, we have a few things to talk about here. It's uh, We're heading into your first anniversary. Yes. Or couple weeks away from the, the first, anniversary, yeah. first anniversary, but when people listen to this, it's this week. So. Right. Well, maybe, um, maybe not. We'll, we'll see what we'll you see, feel. We'll see, we'll see what we'll happens. We'll see how you're feeling. I don't have a show planned for this week so far, so this may end up being this week. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> April 20th will be the anniversary <laughs> That's down right. here at Alexandria Brewing Company. Or if you're one of those people that ha- like me that has like this huge list of podcasts that you listen to and you don't get to them until like four weeks after they uh, they post, you missed it and you uh, put it on your calendar for next year, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, um, but before we dig into all that, we need to From the beer we need fridge. to have a beer. We've got some beers in front of us now. Uh, we do have one that is part of the uh, the big anniversary release, but we have a couple other ones that are just things that I really want to talk about. Especially this one that's right in front of me. All right, um, we are headed out of box season, I guess. Lint uh, is ending, so yeah. Well, I don't know how. I think I don't know how box season really works in Cincinnati. I, I don't know if it just I, stops at Bockfest. Bo- box season ends. When Dell starts eating solid food, he may just stay with us. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how sustainable that'll be. I think your liver will wind up. How sustainable? That brings us to a, a whole other <laughs> oh, topic. We'll have to yeah, get to. we'll get there later. <laughs> um, so this is uh, <laughs> this is Slayerator. Yes. Um, your your Doppelbach. Yeah. Um, I appreciate number one, you sticking with the naming convention of the Ader Ator. Um, we we had a couple. We were going. We thought Gatorator because mm-hmm. that was just stupid and silly. <laughs> Tuckyator, like T U C K Y Ator, and then of course Slayerator, and that's I what think, we settled on. I think Slayerator works really well for <laughs> yeah. the brewery. G- Gatorator sounds like a shandy. It mm-hmm. it kind of does, but it's just it was silly enough, you know. Yeah. So nobody else take that. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. 
<laughs> can you make a shandy with a bock? You can make anything as I mean, a shandy. It wouldn't be like a traditional shandy. No. But what could you put with a bock that would actually work? Let me go throw some all up like, in your Berliner in this, and we'll see. Yeah, I don't. I don't be right back. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like um, the, the 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 ginger soda. Whatever. Would, you guys have a yeah. ginger soda, right? Yeah, I feel like that would probably be better to me. I would think like something like Coca Cola or something like that. You know, like a darker pop, maybe Dr Pepper, even. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, but then it'd just be thick too. It'd be like cough syrup. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. And, well, that's. A lot of when you start going into the beer cocktail side of things, I don't know if that counts as a beer cocktail, but yeah. um, that's always kind of the gripe to me as it changes <laughs> that 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 mouthfeel of what I love about beer. It's, it, it does kind of sometimes thicken it up and sometimes add this whole other thing that changes it. Yeah, yeah, and I don't know. I mean, I just think about like after I drink a Dr Pepper, that like sugary stuff in the back yeah. of your throat, you know, and that would definitely, as thick as this beer is, it would just make, it seemed like that'd make it, and make it stronger. I don't know. Foltz made it with the uh, Berliner, though. Um, I'm, I'm, That's because that Berliner is outstanding. Uh, I, I try. My favorite Berliner in the city, and I don't I don't pick favorites often, um, but I feel confident enough at this point to say I think that's my favorite. I'll say. There's no question. Um, but we're not talking about the Berliner. <laughs> <laughs> we're just way off topic. Um we're talking about Slayer Raider. Does it work? It works. Oh. No. Yeah, cough drop in. It'll go <laughs> right into yours. Okay. Tell me. us, tell us about Slayer Raider as I drink this. All right, so creation. Of course, you know, you know me well enough that I'm I decocted it. Um, we actually had to brew it in two batches just because of the size of my system. <laughs> it does work. Yeah, it's not bad. I like it. I bet it kind of balances it out. I don't a think bit. it's better than either one of the parts, but it, it does work. Yeah. Um, I've done worse. Yeah. So, where was it? so it's, it's the cocktail, like <laughs> like you would expect me to do. I don't know. I don't know if you'd expect me to or not. I mean, this might somebody listening. It might be their first time. and don't know anything yeah. about me. So, Pe- people that mm-hmm. know you, yes. For those that don't. Uh, Reynolds decocks his breakfast cereal in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. I mean, my water has to be decocked. Exactly. So. so there's there are very different types of people that get into this uh, this industry. There's the the people that just kind of like to, to tinker with things um, and 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 like building kind of and and then tinkering with things they built. There's uh, the, the drinkers, you know, the 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 damn listermans of the world that are in it just because they love beer. And then there's the geeks, and you fall into the geek category. <laughs> uh, I, I would go more towards mad scientist. Well, that's that's another know. way to put it. I, but that's because I've talked with him about recipe development before, and and it gets yeah, very the, very detailed and scientific. The fact he that you guys, <laughs> the fact that you guys had a conversation about recipe <laughs> development, right. is because he's a geek. He's he's he he falls into the geek category, and because of that. <laughs> You have um, a uh, a huge lean a lot of the time towards some traditional things. Not that everything you do is traditional, but it all starts on this this very traditional base. Yeah. Um, I and not to not to compare you to other people, but it's it's very similar to the reasons that I think so many people fell in love with Blank Slate and Scott La Follette because he took this 
I, I, I'm not comparing. <laughs> Don't give me that look. It it, it it takes this this super traditional base of of knowledge and then throws a wrench in it all and and does things a little differently. And I, I think that that's. Yeah, and, and I probably agree with that. And you're not honestly, you're not the first person to tell me a compare us and blank slate. Um, I I don't feel like that's a fair comparison because well, it's it, none of it, it's never a fair comparison right. to compare anybody. But um, we <laughs> we're off track again. Yeah, well, but I mean, just because of just that, the, it's not surprising that not only did you jump on the opportunity um, to to make a Bach beer on your first. Bachfest yeah. as a brewery, but that you went super traditional with it, and that it just nails what, to me, what the style is supposed to be. It's 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 dead on. It's super bready, got this really cool toasty thing, and then because it's a Doppelbach, um, as you could tell by the a tour at the end, um, yeah, it 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 is a little bit it's a little bit boozy. Yeah, but the the booziness comes in at the very end for me, and like adds this other sweet thing that like hits with that that toastiness really well it's freaking fantastic is the technical term yeah I, I honestly feel like this is you know i love a lot of my beers but i think this is the one that i'm most proud of in terms of a brewer like and i always worry that i'm i mean i, I talked to you about this before we got started and you said you wanted to try one um i worry next year i'm not gonna be able to nail this again the way that i did um just because, you know, if I'm brewing it once a year, it's not a regular thing for me. And I know the easy answer there is, hey, just go ahead and uh, make it regular. <laughs> but that's not going to happen. So, Well, and that's not a beer that people are going to, think, <coughs> go after all year round either. Right. You yeah. Might get, you get some again in the fall and then... Uh, do we, you think that people would drink something like this year round if it wasn't called a Bach beer, if it had some other name associated I, I, with I it? I think they might, at least at least fall through spring. Um, I don't think in summer they would so much. I mean, it, it is crisp, I think. You yeah, know, I it's, myself, it's got that long. I can see or, myself going yes. with this over like, but, a, like a stout or a porter or something like that in the summer. But it, it's, you know, it, it's on a hot day, you don't want a 7.8% Doppelbach. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, of, of course not. That, who would do that? Well, I mean, I, I you know, I would. I, would, I 100% would. But I, I'm saying, let's say the vast majority of people, they, they lean more towards my Berliner. They lean more towards, like, our, our IPAs and stuff like that that we get into for the summer. The other so. factor that we're not even talking about, though, is that you've got Four Mile Pig here, which is barbecue. Yeah. I'm sorry. This beer with barbecue is oh, it's, damn it's fantastic. Perfect. It is. Mm. Um, I don't know. The barbecue is pretty yeah, solid. That's true too. too. I mean, that's, <laughs> what's that? The, bar- the Berliner with the barbecue is pretty damn solid. A lot, the IPAs pair really well with the barbecue too, and that kind of surprised me because I was expecting it to be, you know, like I when I pair an IPA, I kind of like it with Indian food or Mexican food, something that's a little bit more spicy, right? And you know, they do have a spicy sauce there, but it, it seems to just go really well together for me, at least. Um, I, they've got their own bourbon spicy yes. spicy bourbon barbecue sauce as their house sauce and i think that's kind of what it pairs best with like in terms of an ipa but you know i, I have to agree that the doppelbach absolutely pairs i mean any kind of smoked food i think this would be awesome with yeah yeah and if anybody hasn't been to four mile pig you need to get the smoked wings just throwing that out there they dry are rubbed with the spicy barbecue on the side that's the way to go and with the doppelbach Sorry. 
which means you have to get here soon because it's almost all gone. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I think we're down to a. That's the irony of us talking about. I this know beer we, today. we spend all this time <laughs> talking about it, and then when Gnome puts the show out, it's well, already probably going to be gone. I, I will say, I mean, and I'm not. <laughs> excuse me, I am milled today, and my throat's just. It seems like every time you come here, <laughs> I've, so I have like just a new a, ailment. Yeah, um, but. Um, I lost my train of thought now. What, what was I the, saying? The, the, you were the reason about to, why you can't talk. <laughs> oh, yeah, before so that. The fact that you trailed off actually works perfectly. The, the reason to me that this beer is one that you have to, that we have to talk about tonight is just because to me it's it's a really good representation of kind of who you are as a brewer, and the, and the, the Berliner well, falls into that too for it, me. It's, and that, that's what I was trying to get to. I'm sorry, you got me. This is one of the few beers that, like, we've had at festivals and things like that, that people, it's drawn people here. Right. You know, we had it at Bachfest, we had it at Jungle Gyms, and people have come here because they liked it so much. They're like, oh, we never knew who you were. You know, it. Well, and, and with this being, or with, you know, with this being <laughs> the, the, the first introduction that I think a lot of people had to you, that's yeah. kind of a, that's a, that's tough to to throw something into Bachfest and put it up next to every Bach beer that's made in Cincinnati, all next to each other, where people are trying all of them at the same time. Like that's 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 some tough beers to be up against and to um, to be able yeah. to not only stand up with them, but I I think set yourself a little bit ahead of most of them. Well. I mean, you've got you've got Emancipator in town, which is a GABF award winning you know mm-hmm. Bach beer and the. Yeah, I, I'd actually wish we would have set a keg aside it just for Great American Beer Fest this year, but maybe I'll brew it again. Yeah. I, you better brew it again. Well, no, I <laughs> definitely will for Bach talking Fest. about it. <laughs> It'll definitely be around for next next year for Bach Fest, but it might be something, you know, come July I brew it again. It's a 45-day beer easily. You know, I, I think we tried to get 30 solid days of lagering. Um, and, so. and I wanted to ask how difficult that was for you given your – demand here and well you know, limits on space we've been we've been actually pushing our limits here lately um getting everything we're, we're running over so our, our projected and i'm sorry i'm kind of stumbling here but our projected brews per month you know if we're running at 100 percent, should be about nine and last month we hit 11 <laughs> so we're pushing a lot of beer out here um more so than than we thought. We're trying to get stuff out in the market. We're trying to get, hit distribution this year. So, you know, that that's really what we've been focused on. Now, we typically have one tank that's just dedicated to loggers, and that's okay. You know, I got my investors that I answer to. I, I I'm the I, I so if we get to the nuts and bolts here, I'm 51 percent owner of the company. So, on paper, you know, I. I, I'm the CEO. I control things, whatever you want to say. But we work as a team. My board works as a team. My investors work as a team. And honestly, this is like I get one tank that I get to experiment with and play with, which is my lager tank. You know, that's I, I love the cocking. I love the technical aspect of lagering. And if I didn't do that, I think I'd go insane because it works things in my mind that ales don't do. And I know that that sounds kind of crazy, but... I was talking to somebody the other day, and I'm, I won't name names, but we were talking about the... You never kind do. Of, I can't. Like, throw somebody under the bus um, once. I was talking about the, kind of the, the growth of loggers in Cincinnati and how more yeah. and more places are doing them, and this person kind of laughed and said, well, yeah, 
this place and this place and this place are having trouble keeping tanks full because they're not selling as much beer as they thought they were going to be. So, yeah, you, you can do a logger because you've got extra tank space and you've got to keep it full with something. And But that, that was sort of my point with asking him is because I know that's the opposite. It's the, it's the opposite with it's the, the place. And it's down. the opposite yeah. of some of the places that I know that are doing really great loggers. It's like they would they would almost kill for that extra tank space, the extra tank time, you know. the Well... So, in, truth of the matter, I mean, I say our goals, our target's nine. We're going, we hit eleven last month. With a logger tank, if we if we just did straight ales and push them through, we could probably get another two beers a month. Right. Um, but at the same time, I mean, <coughs> one, are we going to sell that much beer in our tap room? Right. And two, we're dipping our toes in distribution now. We've had a couple beers at different festivals, mm-hmm. a couple bars here around the city, but nothing like big and we're trying to go for a big push now so we don't know how we're gonna how we're gonna do in the market people still don't know who we are so it's really tough to get bars to buy our stuff when they've never heard of us so we've got these like yeah i, I say abc and people go wait are you in trouble with the alcohol but <laughs> yeah no 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 yeah so it, it, it's no, it's I'm like in trouble this, with reynolds <laughs> it's this weird thing because we do have a wall in there just dedicated to distribution and Right now, not enough people know that that we're distributing or even who we are. So, my distributors want me to go on sales calls. I mean, it's right. Get to know me. So it, it, it's a weird thing, you know. I, I don't know. I'm supposed to go with around Kentucky with one of our sale with one of my distributor Kentucky distributor sales reps, just so I could do meet and greets with the businesses and they can understand who we are. Right. Mm. <laughs> and, and they think that's going to help. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> well, I've talked to some stores where they almost do kind of insist on that. Like if if yeah. you're coming in to sell a beer and sure. you, you walk in, number one, without a sample of it, they'll write you off, right. number one. Right. I've, yeah, got, I've got a line of people that right. want these taps. Or number two, if you're just sales guy if you're you don't know the people behind it like it's it's really easy to kind of push you aside to something else on the other token the whole idea of what abc is and this i mean hell the, the tap handles alone there's a i could name a whole list of bars that that would just be perfect sitting right up there in the front you know like it it, it fits yeah. to the branding of what a lot of people are trying to do around here too it's um so yeah. Well, it, it, it's a catch-22 for us right now. I mean, it's we're upping our production. We're preparing to really jump out into the market. But then we don't. I don't have the time to actually be a sales rep. We don't have the budget right now because we are putting so much into just producing beer. We actually just had to buy more kegs to meet our demand. Damn. Um, yeah, we, we almost doubled our keg fleet. Damn. So we... Uh, <laughs> it's weird, right? It's like this. Well, yeah, it's this I, weird. Like I remember all the kegs stacked up when you bought them, and I was like, "Yeah, we filled all those up wow. uh, a couple weeks ago, and then we just bought new kegs, just washed them all this week." Um, yeah, we had a hundred and hundred and forty-four kegs. I think was our first order of just half barrels, and now we've got another eighty half barrels and sixty sixths. Well, once you start sending your kegs out there into the world. It opens up a whole other issue there well, too. Of- we've got we've got like thirty unaccounted for that you know are just out with our distributors, and I do know that one of our distributors sent some back to the wrong brewery. I'm not going to name names here, but <laughs> nobody names names. Well, 
I just don't want to get. Inquiring minds want to know people. Yeah, but but you don't want to. <laughs> the big thing is is that it, it, it would hurt us to hurt them. Well, there <coughs> there are some breweries that are better about that than others, too. If your kegs accidentally went to darkness or somewhere like that. You'd never it, get them back. They're in Cleveland. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If the, darkness, though, they borrowed some of our kegs, and they, they're good about Right. That's what yeah. I'm saying. There are some places that if your kegs accidentally go there, it's not a huge deal. There's right. other places where they go there, and they just fall off into this abyss of nothingness. And so you guys won't even let me throw Eric under the bus. No, <laughs> I, I'd let you throw him under the bus. I'd let you throw Eric under the bus. He's just not going to. It's probably darkness. <laughs> no. He, he actually borrowed uh, 12 kegs from me because they were in a pinch. They were in a similar yeah. situation, and um, I think we've only got like three more that we need to get from them. Three or four, I can't remember. He's going to correct me. He's probably going to text me as soon as he listens to this. <laughs> I don't think he listens on a regular basis. Nah, he probably doesn't. <laughs> I don't know. He, it's it's figuring no. out anything electronic with him is going to be a little <laughs> difficult. So, Ron, on the other hand, is probably like, <laughs> that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. No, no Ron, Ron's actually listening to this going, oh, this is why you didn't come to open mic night, huh, Fultz? Yeah. So. Um. Well, we're going with that. Well, I figure, what's ABV on that one? So high. Yeah, let's yeah. do this one next. <laughs> All right. Um, this is Merck. Merck, the right. milk stout. How did you come up with the name for this? So I thought of murky and just made it shorter. Man, I was really hoping for more. No, <laughs> it's dumb. We, it's actually called Merck, a milk stout. <laughs> and you got to say it like that, so this way it's fun. <laughs> I don't know, it's stupid, it's cheesy, you know? Tell me about this one. <laughs> okay, so it's a little bit more than a traditional like milk stout would be. We we went a little heavy on roast with it. Um, we're we're debating about dialing that back just to tell you, but I I like it the way it is. So I I don't know. I I've heard it both ways. Like some people really like the extra roastiness to it, but some people, yeah, you I, know, you order a milk stout, you want it's a little bit sweeter than that, and it's it's pretty I still sweet. Think it's pretty sweet. Yeah. It's plenty sweet, but you definitely get a little bit of that roasty, maybe coffee-ish tone out of it. Yeah, I can see somebody yeah. saying it's a this coffee This is style. begging for for coffee, is what I you know because it already has that little kind of thing going on there. Yeah, I don't know. I think you could actually <laughs> go the other direction and give it just a little more roast and not even add the coffee, and you'd have that. Well, we actually dialed this batch back just a little okay. bit because before it was a, yes. just that roast. So your issue is is when you get into like a lot of dark grain like that. Or roast the grain, you wind up with adding IBUs to the beer as well. Right. Um, so we actually had a little too much bitterness to it for what it should have been. Um, you know, we do use a huskless. Uh, it's called See, Black Prince. That's from, the nerdy side. He starts talking about huskless things, and well, <laughs> hu- so the husk apparently is where what puts the bitter, the bitterness into the barley, right? Okay. Like like when you roast it and. By taking that husk out, we, we reduce that IBU, and we can get it darker. So, for all you following along at home... <laughs> There's somebody scribbling notes right now. <laughs> um, it, it's basically a five, 500... Uh, what is it? Not SRM. SRM's the total beer. A uh, level bond. 500 level bond scale, which is just a dark, dark for your, malt. For your color. Yeah. And... The IBUs on it. I mean, the the amount of acids that you extract, which lead to the IBUs, are, are low. Um, versus, like you know, if you do like black patent malt or something like that. If I use the same quantity, this would be a much more bitter beer. Can we go down another little rabbit hole yeah, briefly? Let's. 
Um, <laughs> Why not? Let's Why talk stop about, now? Let's talk about IBUs for a minute mm-hmm. because I've been in this weird IBU brain <laughs> thing for oh, since I was down in Nashville. Okay. Sierra Nevada had their zero IBU beer on tap, and it got me thinking about you know what the hell is IBUs and is it really the the, the proper measure for bitterness or for anything? Well. Okay, so it stands for International Bittering Units, right? right? Which is a dumb name in the first place. I, think but it's, I mean, it's, it's it's so dumb, though, that it's kind of perfect. It's yeah. <laughs> but most breweries, now I don't know about Sierra Nevada because of how big they are, but most breweries, it's a theoretical calculation anyways, because it's really tough to know, number one, what your isomerization rate is. So that's like your actual hops extracting acid into the beer itself, which is creating your IBU, right? So it's, it's really tough to... No, unless you get it tested, how much of that actually happened. So calculating your IBUs is just calculating theoretically that, hey, I'm using this type of hop, which is, you know, T45, T90, which are hop pellets. Then you can use hop extract, which is a lot more reliable. Um, it's like a syrup. Right. Um, you can also use, they've got powder now. That's, that's a lot more reliable. I think it runs between 90 and 95% isomerization where... Your your T90s, I want to say, run like between 75 and 90. So you've got this huge area. Most brewers use T90s. I mean, there's some that do use that extract in this area, but most, mm-hmm. you know, smaller breweries especially, it, it's just... There's, there's a, whole, a whole lot of powder going around right now. Yeah, that that's become a big thing too. Mm-hmm. But um, so Sorry. Is, is, is there an actual, like, an actual test you can stick... Beer in some kind of big machine. My understanding, tell you yes, what an IBU is. But, but does anybody beer? around here have that? I, I not that I know of. Yeah, I, I mean that's so. an expensive piece. It's like a pointless test, though. You're not required to test for it. You can be way off. The federal government's not going to really care, unlike alcohol. So the the, the understanding <laughs> I've always had is you just kind of punch your ingredients into some kind of calculation, and you know, punch your recipe. I guess is a better way to put it into some kind of calculation, well, and it. Spits out a number and says, "Here's what the IBUs are." There's multiple ways, right? Like I've got, and I'd have to dig through my books because I never do it manually anymore. I I use I use software for it, but you go into excuse me. (coughs) There's actually a formula you can use, so it's it's based on like the number, this hop, the alpha acid on this hop, but then you never get like what that actual IBU extraction is going to be on malt. So it does contribute IBUs, but how much acid is that going to contribute? That's kind of the other. Well, and that was so. Speaking about Sierra Nevada, the the, the way they because it was a it was a fairly bitter beer, right? And that was kind of the whole point was it's zero IBUs and it's it's bitter, but and then we had the was, reverse a couple weeks ago, right? At Queen City, where they had overhopulated, which you would think is going to punch you in the in the mouth with the bitterness, and it was very smooth. So and it was the type of hops he used that he wouldn't <laughs> tell us. Thanks, Jay. <laughs> but. But with, with Sierra Nevada, most of their bitterness was from uh, like grapefruit peels or orange peels or something like that that were added in there that didn't, wow. in theory, contribute to IBUs. But that that still does. But it's still bitterness, and like I, that's what I'm having a trouble like really understanding. Of. Yeah. Wow. So you know that that's the thing is it's no hop IBU would probably so be the it, better. Is definition. it more of just kind of a, a middle finger to the whole idea of IBUs and people? I, Picking a beer based yeah. on IBUs. Let, let's just say, yeah. I don't, I don't know what to... I, I mean, I honestly... 
I think it depends on your definition. Let's call like, Sierra Nevada and ask them right now. <laughs> or, or if you're with Sierra Nevada, call the drunk line. That's right, call the drunk line, which is five six seven seventy drink. See, I remember the number. Uh, I know it's way less funny when you remember. I it, know, I know. So sorry. Um, no, but like you're. I, I think it depends on your definition of IBUs. Like, are IBUs only derived from hops? And my understanding is no. You know, that's what I was taught it's a, in it's school a, is that it, well, it, it's it, not. It, it's, it can't it's possibly derived. be like, look at Guinness. That's one of my examples whenever I argue about IBUs. Yeah. 48 IBUs. Yeah. They're not getting that from the hop. It's, it's, well, it, they it, might it, be. I mean, they, they yeah. might do. And so they use a lot of debittered, which is that Huskless, too. I mean, I think they're the ones who kind of invented it. I could be wrong. Somebody's going to yell at this. But it, it's Wireman that, that invented it. So I, I, I'm going to say I'm almost certain. They did it, A, for the German population in general, just because they don't like IBUs, or they right. didn't back then. They're actually, there's a big movement for IPAs over there now, so it's changing. But um, Or they just said, okay, well, Guinness is buying a ton of our malts, you know, or buying a ton of malt. There How was, can we get into the English market? For, for 100 years, there was some guy, and that was his job. He sat there at Guinness, and they would get this big shipment of malt, and he had to pick all the husks off of it. <laughs> <laughs> just it the longest, worst job. work day ever. <laughs> I, I mean, that, that's actually, Husker. well, for the Irish, that's skilled labor, but <laughs> I'm a quarter of, Irish for everyone as of listening. right now, I'm going to get a bunch of angry emails from people who are like IBU nerds, yeah. people who are uh, German and like hoppy beers, and from well, Irish people now. I, I'm, I'm 50% <laughs> German, 50% line. Irish, yeah. so. Um, no, it, it's just, it's one of those things that was just, you know, the trend in Germany was always... No, that's not how a beer should taste. It should taste like this. I mean, it still kind of is. Yeah. The, it's yeah, it still is. the majority of things that are happening there. I mean, there is yeah. a, a a strange craft beer thing happening, well, they, too, they've got it's, it's still very different than what's happening here. They've come out with a lot of crazy hops, too. So, I don't know. And that's kind of been this this new movement over there. I, I know a guy that um, he actually taught me at Seabull. He owns uh, Urban Chestnut in uh, mm. in St. Louis, and he's been lobbying to overturn the Rheinheiskabaut over in Germany, and he's putting a brewery in in Germany too, and they're going to brew more American style beers than they are German style. He'll probably that do guy, very well, huh? And he'll probably do very well. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, different. he he's he's German first of all. Yeah. He came up through ABN Bev. He actually, my understanding is, is he invented the entire. Michelob like craft line that they came out with okay. the, the only one that remains I think is Amberbach, Amberbach. and I know he yeah. was involved with that one um, it was my understanding if, I, if I'm remembering it right which you know there were some blurry days at, at Siebel I'm not going <laughs> to lie but, I would hope so but my understanding is, is that was part of the reason he decided he needed to part ways with ABN Bev and it took him a while to do so but it was over the fact that they watered down Amberbach so, interesting. <laughs> well, I don't know. And we had Meisel and friends on the show last year. I wish I had a show number for people, but uh, is uh, actually priced it. Let's do it. It's a terrible show audio wise. We were in the middle of Moreline's beer hall with live music, and oh god, it's uncomfortable to listen to. But the content was actually good. Talking to um, them, kind of about kind of the, the the German side of craft beer versus what's happening here in the United States. It was, it was really interesting. So I actually wish the show had been better. I need to go back and see if I can edit anything out of that. But um, 
in your <laughs> copious amount of free time. Exactly. Now that I'm doing 900 shows a week. Yeah. Um, another beer. All right. This one gets us into our next topic a little bit. Okay. This is uh, Cecilia's Grace, mm-hmm. which we've we featured probably on had before. on the show before, yeah, but. Um, why the hell not? Okay, again? so this is the this is only the second time we brewed it. Um, so I'm gonna go off the rails once again here. Um, <laughs> we don't that, do that on this show. No, that's never. The ti- that's the title of the show, isn't it? <laughs> so there, we have a lot of. Um, how do I put this nicely? Domestic drinkers. You no, are con- no no no. Um, let's just say undereducated homebrewers okay. that, that haven't had a lot of professional experience yet and they come in and, and we, we've had a couple people that have just said, well, this is inconsistent like and our biggest issue is, is that we're, we're dialing in our recipes. That's we're, just, we're yeah. only in our first year. So... You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. you know, we're always, especially like during our first three months, we were having consistency issues because we had problems with our brew house. We had problems with our boiler. We had problems with all sorts of things. And as we move along, our recipes, our efficiency is really great right now. I mean, we're running, we're running you know, every now and then we still have this off beer, but our efficiency is where it needs to be. So now we've got to adjust our recipes accordingly to fit. This is how it was supposed to taste. The original okay. one was over the top sweet. Yeah. Um, and the reason behind that was is that we just didn't have our, you know, our, our system is just, we're getting more and more efficient with it. Let's say that. Does that make sense? Yeah, it, no, it makes it sense. Is, so the more you use it, and, and, and that's how Three Floyds, they put in um, this really over-the-top, amazing, I cannot remember the name of it, though, brew house, um, about 2014, 2015. And for a year, everybody complained about their beers and how they tasted different. But then they got them back on track. You know, it's one of those things you've got to. Oh, it, it takes time. Locally, and you're not, you heard that about Mantry when they scaled up yeah, to the big, yeah. big system. It, it always happens, though. And, and sure. I don't think homebrewers who brew on like a five-gallon system all the time who think their beer is like the best beer they've ever had, which, you know, it probably is because there's a lot of love that goes into beer. Sure. Um, and I'm not preference. I mean. Yeah. And, and I'm not trying to put it down, but when you come in and you say, hey, it's inconsistent and we're under a year old, one of these guys, we're under three months old, it just seems like, okay, well, give us a little bit of time here. <laughs> right. You know, we're, this is all brand new equipment and it takes time for this stuff to get to where it needs to be, um, you know, and... And That's how not, it is. It's well, not a direct scale. I up still, for I still think that there are no. so. Many no, you never do a direct scale. Up. Not even talking about the the homebrewer side, which at least has some kind of education behind it. Yeah, but um, the just the 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 beer geek side of things, like people still think that you walk in here and you just dump the ingredients in a pot and push a button and it makes the beer the way the beer is supposed to taste and. Well, it's, a, it's a little more complicated than that. I mean, there are some breweries that are no, but but I'm, but, <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying, um, 
but sure. I'm saying, but I'm saying, even but, even if you want to use AB as the example, it's well, AB, AB can build a new brewery tomorrow somewhere, and there's still going to be some. Oh no, they be, won't release gonna, any of that beer. There's going to be test batching for, for a long time yeah. of getting it to getting it dialed in and getting that <laughs> right. recipe the same. And even even if it's the same brew system, same brew house that's been in how many well, other it's, AB breweries? It's water. It's everything that goes sure. into it, and. That's the other thing too is your water changes altitude, throughout the year. Even altitude yeah, affects yeah, all this stuff. <laughs> and and there's a lot of I mean, I guess a better term is beer snobs, which I used to be one of and I and I've you know, I honestly feel like going to brewing school kinda opened my eyes and I know that this is kinda sounding like, Well, I went to brewing school. But that's not what I mean by it. I mean I have a deeper appreciation for A B N Bev than I I, I would never drink, and, and I'm still not. I you still don't buy their stuff, for but what but their consistency, doing, the everything like that. that. Yeah, there you go. That was one of the first conversations we ever had, actually. <laughs> yeah, I think because, it was when you were with WCPO. Yes, I made a crack about one of those, and you were like, "Well, hold on." Yeah. So you know, there there are things that maybe I disagree with their business practices, but in terms of their brewing science, right? If it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be here right now. Um, but. But overall, I mean, it's just... I just appreciate that they don't use any of that corn syrup in their beers. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I put a blog post together about that. Did you read it at <laughs> that all? That was great. Super nerdy, <laughs> but great. Um, yeah, so... No, I, I, I guess what I'm trying to get at is though they have a lot of money to dump batches. We don't have that kind of money to just dump right. batches. We don't have... We have to put stuff on tap, whether we want to or not you know a lot of times we'll we, we've actually done we did dump a batch of beer mm-hmm. um but a lot of times if it's close enough and it tastes good especially you know when you guys were just opening yeah right you know it, it, how many how many beers did you have when you opened last year i think i remember i think it was eight okay um but we had um i, I guess to my point is is that as long as there's not a quality control issue you know, there's not over-the-top diacetol in it. There's not over-the-top um, DMS in it. And, and diacetol, not, we're going to dump It's not no a flawed beer. Right. If, it, mm-hmm. if it's a solid beer in terms of quality assurance or quality control, then, and it tastes good, that's the other part of the, the other piece of the puzzle, then it's going to go on. It might not be the best work I've ever done, but, you know, we've got to do it because we're going to run out of beer otherwise. Unless you... <laughs> You're not always going to be excited about every beer that gets made either. Well, it's I not- mean, I make a blonde on a regular basis, and I hate <laughs> blondes, so not 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 men or yeah. females. No, I know <laughs> what you meant. I, I'm laughing because of the one we had at Queen City a couple weeks ago. Right. Because, you know, it, we talked about I'd never go in an order. It's called My Ex Blonde, but then he's got tiramisu and... Uh, uh, why am I drawing a blank on this? It didn't have lactose in it, did it? I don't <laughs> think so, but but it was kind of a creamy coffeeish, you know. Yeah, but that is that really a, is that your American blonde or is that something different? And it, I think that's something different. It's something you know, different. But that's why I laughed because it's something that you know you don't expect. And, right. And whereas it's it's I also I would have never ordered it, but because we were doing the show, we drank it. It's I, it's also just listed on the board as blonde, right? Which, which I which is the part that that I like because it's like you come in and. It's like, oh, I'm not going to order then, a Blondale, but then you drink it, and you're like, oh, my God, this isn't just a Blondale. There is this other stuff. That yeah, they, but then how do you know that? You know, that's that's what right, I like. But I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a secret? Why um, would you want to get it? Oh, no. I, oh so yeah. We, yeah. I get that. I, 
we, t- we, we I, I've talked about this a few times in the last few weeks. I just want somebody to put up a tap listing that just has names of beers. Just, you know, whatever the, that random name is that you come up with a beer. Don't tell me what style it is. Maybe give me an ABV. What, what so about can, goober smooches? Um, yeah. <laughs> so like, don't don't tell me what it is, don't tell and me just what put it, it on there and let me try it. And let me let me explore it that way. Like, and I I think I, that like people are a lot of people are reluctant to do that though. I, I mean, I, no, you're I, talking about the masses versus the beer nerd. I would enjoy something like that. I think uh, everybody, I think every brewer would enjoy something like that, like a blind tasting. Like, what am I drinking here? I actually tried that. And yeah, and as many beers as I have, I was not good at it. But I will say, in it, my defense, the first one they had. Well, the first one they gave me, they intentionally poured all foam. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sitting there trying to pick out which beer it is, and it was none of them. <laughs> we, um, my buddy and I, that the guy that kind of got me into brewing in the first place, um, whose wife sent us yeast over in Iraq and all this other bullshit. Um, he, uh, he, him, and I used to do blind tastings all the time. We would get together and we do it. And I'll tell you, like, a beer that I never thought I would enjoy is, well, it was Guinness Extra Import, okay. which which he got, he trade, he did a trade with a guy up in Canada, and he got the imported version, not the American version, right? Okay. Right. So, and now apparently they, they've got that in the United yes. States, too. Um, but he did that with a Dunkel, a, dark, a darker colored Dunkel, and another stout. And I picked that one, and it was one of my stouts that I used to just absolutely love. I, maybe, maybe founders just like regular. Do they have? I can't remember. Do they have just like a regular stout? I'm I used sure to drink a lot do, of. Fo- I'm they, sure they do. Uh, or maybe it was their it was porter. porter. Founders porter. Yeah. Um, and I, uh, I picked the Guinness, and that surprised the living crap out of me because you know, right. I don't want to like big beer. You know, that that's just I've got this thing in my head from being a beer snob, and this kind of brings us full circle here to the whole beer snob issue in the first place is if, if you judge a beer just by saying, well, this is popular, you know, I only drink New England IPAs or I only drink these types of lagers. So you say, you know, I'm judging this based on the color or the thickness of this beer instead of what the beer actually is, you're missing out on a lot. And if you're just going in with a predetermined notion of this beer is going to suck this is a small brewery or you know this beer is going to be awesome because I've had another beer from them that's amazing or to the point that we talked about earlier if you go in thinking that it's going to be this based on the style right you know both in terms of the very <laughs> true to style Doppelbach you did versus something that might yeah. be you know a little different flavor well my, I, I guess my whole thing with that is is that you're you're really you're shortchanging yourself and that took me a long time to realize mm-hmm. because if you ever find my rape beer account, which I think I've I've now made it private, <laughs> um, I mean it's been years since I've been on rape beer and rated a beer because as soon as I decided I was joining the industry, I quit. But there were some that I just tore apart for no reason other than the fact that I don't like that style. I don't think that's very fair. Um, or maybe I didn't like the first beer I had from that brewery. It was awful. It had too much diacetyl in it. So every other beer I was already biased on instead of approaching it. It's it's hard, and it's it's. I know it, it's it's, it's our nature as humans. It it is fair because you're rating that beer, and a beer is not necessarily a big 
it's not that beer over 20 years, every batch that's been made of it. It's it's that beer. It's the that right. glass that was sitting in front of you at that moment. That that's that's what you're rating. It's that a beer is not just. Well, the, it's not just like it's it's not it's not something it's 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 <coughs> it's 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 all experience and it's all like it changes and it evolves and. Well, my it, other it, thing, it, your other thing with that though, is so you're talking about you know it's that beer in front of you. Well, let's say you you took it and you had it at, I don't know, a big restaurant chain, right? And they sat their kegs outside until they needed it to come on. So that beer has been warm. It's been cooled, warmed, cooled, warmed. That flavor profile is probably going to change. The carbonation is definitely going to mm-hmm. change on it, and it's not going to be the same experience as what you have in the tap room. Yet you're rated upon it because. You know, TGI Fridays didn't clean their draft lines before you went in there, or TGI Fridays or, or Applebee's just left it out in their back room until they needed a beer in their cooler. You know, it's all still different. Like, it's still a beer. Right. It's still the beer. It's just that, that new experience <laughs> of that beer. Like, it becomes this whole other. It becomes a new experience, and that's a, a, a downside to being a brewery that's distributing I, beer. But it, it, great on you if you get your beer on tap at Applebee's. Yeah, and, but and I'm not. Now but that's going to be people's experience of the beer. That's that's their beer. But but I, I guess, and I and I agree with you there too. But that I think rating beer in general and and untapped and everything else, where you actually are judging things. That's the downfall of it, and I, and I also think that there's this there's this tendency, like Somebody our rate agrees with me, our, our rate <laughs> our rate beer groups or like the the Cincinnati beer groups. There's what two or three of them now. Mm. I don't know the Facebook groups. Somebody gets on there and they're down. Everybody jumps on that bandwagon instead of saying, "Hey, I'm going to think for myself." There's always a post, and and you and I have talked about this before. Yeah, there's always a post week. of what do you think of this. I don't know what I think. What do you think? Nobody should tell you what you think. Right. You should say, this is what I think about this beer. There's a lot of people putting down Rivertown right now, and some of their beers are spectacular. There are a lot that I, I don't, but, you know, there, there's some that just, I'm never going to try it because Joe Schmo said this is terrible beer. And, yeah. and, I, and I trust him because I like New England IPAs, and he likes New England IPAs. You know what I mean? But very few people have the same palate. You yeah, and you're right. But that goes back to kind of that idea of having this <laughs> this, this this tap list where yeah, it, it eliminate those those any kind of preconceived notion that you have. Like get rid of all of that and just have this beer. Like here's a beer. But do you like this? Do you not like this? But here's the thing: if you're if you're an untapper, if you're a rape beer guy, which I know rap rape beer is pretty much gone. Is that the actual term? I don't know. <laughs> I. I Coined here. Uh, I call them badge chasers or badge hunters. <laughs> but if you have that for your, well, you got the rape the rape beer guys. I mean, I know that they're kind of faded out yeah. since the AB takeover. Um, the beer advocate guys are long gone ever since their system crashed and they lost everybody's ratings. So it's kind of like it, it's kind of untapped is where it's at now. Yeah. But if you're one of if you're one of those people and and you're checking it in. When we add a beer, we have to add a style onto it. Right. Mm-hmm. So as soon as they go to look at it, your your theory or your idea goes out the window because they're gonna be like, "Oh, this is a cool. So I'm gonna order that." I you mean, know, they're gonna have it up. There's also no like untapped police that'll come in and say, "Look, you just listed every single one of your beers as uh, American Pilsner." <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Like, that's yeah. not what that. There's no. There's no. Yeah, place. The, and, 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 and you're and, right. And and well, there there is. I mean, untapped is going to get pissed off for for somebody saying that. But, well, you know. they, they will come in and they'll correct it. Right. I mean, we've had we've had we've had beer edits suggested to us by them. We've right. had really. Yeah, it's not. Suggested, it's not like it's not by them. It's by people. No, it's by in. them. Really, it's people yeah, suggesting it to them, and then they're saying and they'll to you. take things out. No, no, it's it's them suggesting, like, hey, have you had? I'm dead serious. They send you emails, and well, we're we've got Untapped for business too, right. so maybe that, that's that part of probably it. Probably part of it then, because um, uh, I'm I'm gonna do what you guys do and not name names, but I will tell you that my brother created several of the Untapped entries for a certain local brewery. And he was like, what style should I put on this? And I said, well, they say it's this. And he's like, yeah, I don't like that. It's more like this. And he just went with it. Yeah. And that's what it is. Yeah. And, and they won't. But if they start seeing, but, like, yeah, every beer I make that. is this. Or they, they might. They've got algorithms that flag that type of stuff. I mean, we had. We, we kept putting our ginger ale on there. On there and they eventually got mad and sent me an email <laughs> saying, stop it. Um. Because they kept taking it off, because uh, it's non-alcoholic. But you know, you got to try. Can you put a non-alcoholic so, beer on there? No. I, well, I bet you can. I don't know. I've never really dug into so, it. I but mean, I mean, the word "ale's" right in there. I think you justified. <laughs> I think you. Well, I think you've got a case. We can defend this. It's really a Caribbean-style ginger beer. If we get at the there you go the heart we, of that. Yeah, no, we can defend this. <laughs> I just. I, I'm I, sorry. I'm. I, I think there is. There's, I'm on a tangent. I'm sorry. I, I the whole show stop. is nothing but tangents. That's what we do. <laughs> That's true. Um, yeah. There's there's so much value though in people separating themselves from whatever whatever thing is giving you any kind of preconceived notion when you walk into a brewery. They're, they're, if it's what your buddy told you about this or what the tap listing says about what style it is, or there's just so much if you can let go of that or ignore it or whatever that thing is and just drink the beer, like just drink. Whatever it is, yeah, and just, that, just, that's just try things. Like that's what I'm getting at. What? Why can't? Why is we as humans can't do that? I mean, why do we have to seek other people's opinions or approval on what what fucking beer we're putting in our mouths? I, I mean, I, I, I'm not saying see, us at this say, table. I was gonna say I don't know what the hell's wrong with these people. I don't well, no, I mean I do it though. Like if I walk I into a tap do. room, if I walk into a tap room and I see oh. That beer right there, I've never had that before. That's probably going to be one of my first picks sure. because I haven't had it before. That doesn't make it a better choice for me. It doesn't make it oh, no, a better. But, but my thing is, I'm not going to go because you said, "Oh, you got to try this or whatever." You, if I told you you had to try something, you wouldn't try. But that—that's a better. Because that's you, also offensive. what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, what I you just try said. It just sorry. because of that, but I mean. <laughs> Because we have different palates and we know but that. But it does factor. If, if every one of your friends told you to try something, it's going to factor but, in more. But no, most of my friends have told me to play in traffic, <laughs> to run down railroad tracks, to jump off bridges. I mean, these are the people that I'm around. But I, I you see you see my point, though. Like, they're, the, even even as, like, as, as much as you say, well, I, I'm not going to try something because people tell me to. It does factor in. That for, factor for, I there. think for a lot of people it does, it's, yeah. It, well, I, and you chase things, too. Like, you chase the highest rated beer, right. and you chase the now whales, that, you chase. That I don't do. Not anymore. Well, but I, I used to, I used and, to. and there's a lot of people but, that do. Yeah. And and again, I'm not, I'm not trying to put those people down, and I hope it doesn't come off that way. 
because there, there is well, no, there's a good there's good aspects of it too because you're out there trying things you're out there doing stuff different yeah but at the same time you're missing out it's, on some it's other really stuff. tough nowadays with social media and I I'd actually say Untapped is a version of social media absolutely it, it's it's very it's the best tough social media it's, it's very tough beard. to think for yourself it makes it very tough too well and, and maybe that's where I'm coming from, I got off Untapped. I've told you that. Like yeah. I got on Untapped one time in the last eight months, and it was to rate a beer for you. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I think I, he I rated forget. it one. <laughs> I think. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's only because a middle finger wasn't an option. But we, no, it was. Um, you needed to get to ten to get the ratings up. I I, which, I wasn't here that night. I forget which beer it was. Anyway, because um, I was down here with Joe. And so we both did to get you your 10 ratings so it could go up. Okay. But anyway, then it, I mean, we're talking back in the fall. Okay. But other than that, I really haven't been on Untapped. So that's what I'm saying that just because you say, not if you sit here and say, hey, folks, right. you would like this. But, you know, if you're on Untapped and you rate it real well, that's not going to necessarily sway me to, to try something or not to try it if but, you rate it the other way. But, the, you know, that's, and that, I'm not saying specifically Untapped. I'm saying there are yeah. things with all of us that just factor right. those decisions. But, and, but that also might be because of where I've come from in terms of working in different breweries, being around the craft beer and being behind the bars so that, you know, being behind the bar, especially you get a chance to try a lot of different things so that you can describe them accurately and right. kind of yeah. know your customers so you can make recommendations. So I've tried a lot of things where previously I didn't think I liked them or tried things where I previously thought I liked the style and might find an outlier well, all on of either the, side. All of the, the, the top rated beers are either like these big sour beers or big giant IPAs or big giant Imperial Stouts. Right. And like that's not necessarily what everybody wants to drink. And no. And, and it's not necessarily the best beer, you know. Um, it might just be the most rare. That's yeah, the and there's that, too. I, I don't know. So, hey, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> he got me off guard. <laughs> um, so, uh, back to Cecilia's Grace. Well, back to back to the, the whole anniversary release. Okay. Because we haven't talked about that at all. We haven't at all. That's why I was trying <laughs> we're, to... We're winding down. So. Well, so, first of all, Cecilia's Grace, it's, it's, it's more... It's the way I did it when I first started brewing this beer. It's back to where it should be. This was one of the ones you brought me when we met yeah. the first time. Yeah. That's what I told and, you. And it's it's back to where it should be. So, with that said, we're going to be bottling it for our anniversary. It's going to be part of our bottle release at our anniversary. If you're a Kickstarter backer and you backed at the Bomber Club or you have the Bomber Club in your package, um, you were sent a message on Kickstarter. Do not reply to that. Follow the instructions on it because we've had a couple people get frustrated that it's not working um the joys of kickstarter <laughs> yeah um we're trying we're trying to avoid um yeah. problems so i i thought we were pretty clear on the instructions but i do know that you know we all have a tendency to just hit re- reply sure and technically you're replying to kickstarter who's just going to kick that back and then you're going to say hey i'm not receiving this you're not receiving my email. It keeps kicking it back, but it's not us. So, you guys, the Bomber Club card, they all get first access to those beers. We reserve them. They don't have to worry about getting here early if they don't want to. They basically have a week to pick them up, and then we put them on our shelves. 
Um, we're releasing very limited numbers of beers, though. I think it's 158 of our Saturn already, Ascends. Okay. Have you already bottled? or No, we're, we're doing that next week. Okay. Or maybe this so, week. So or we might start. Just for anybody listening. No, no, they're, they're on. Okay. It doesn't matter. We'll hit the numbers. All right. We've got enough. Um, so... Cecilia's Grace and... Um, and is this the Cecilia's Grace that we currently have in the yes, glass? Yes, Okay. And it's going to be corked and caged. Oh, nice. um, So it'll age really well, too. Yeah. Um, all fancy down here, folks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think that's 74 bottles of Cecilia's Grace. The other one is Go Hop Yourself, and that's 74 bottles as well. I might be... I think 74 is the number I got in my head, and then it's 158 of Saturn Ascends. Now, we're going to add more on to that because, first of all, Saturn Ascends, we talked, I think, the last time I was on at Big Sis. Yes, I think we talked about it at Big Sis. Um, we had to change the name of Brothers in Arms, so it's now called Saturn Ascends. Um, and that's because the name was registered in Ohio. Saturn Ascends is from a Tool song. If you don't know me, I'm a big fan of the I band I thought it tool. was a rip off of oh. Queen City's uh, Rings of Saturn. Oh. No. And here I thought he was going <laughs> to no. say he was a big tool. I, I, no. <laughs> I'm getting there. Um, but it, it's it's based on um, the whole lyric in the line is about the, the Greek god Saturn, mm-hmm. who the planet's named after, speaking of Rings of Saturn, um, how he, he got to the point where he didn't trust anybody and he just started eating his own children. <laughs> so if you see our label, it's... The artwork is pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty metal. It's actually... Um, it's an 1835 painting. I cannot remember who the, the artist is off the top of my head. But the good news is is it's public domain, so we didn't have to pay anything for it. We just have to state it's public <laughs> domain on it. Um, the bad news is is that if you're in, easily offended by guys eating babies, you're going to probably not like our label. I mean, um, when you word it like that, like yeah, I'm, I'm offended by people eating babies, but the, the label didn't offend me. So okay, I, I mean, it's bar- art. You got Sorry, barbecue sauce back there. I don't know what the problem <laughs> is. Um, Wing sauce works. It's actually if, if you look up the painting, it's it's um, it it's in Spanish, <laughs> but I, I can't I can't remember the translation. But it, it's it's Saturn eats his children or something like that. It's the title <laughs> of the painting. It, it's a great <coughs> painting, at least. I, I looked up the god Saturn, and um, that was one of the images that came up, and I was like, that's it. <laughs> Found it. I, I hope it's an old painting. <laughs> and by the time this posts, in theory, if, if all works the way it's supposed to work, by the time this posts, there will be a post on thegnarlygnome.com, then you can see the artwork, or on your Facebook page. I think you already posted it. Yeah, I think um, we did. Well, I, I know I pasted, I posted it in one of the Cincinnati beer groups because, um, what's his name, from Queen City and I were having a conversation about it, and he was thinking, he's like, now you're not going to have, I'm not going to give you any problems, or you're not going to give me any problems about <laughs> cease and desist about Saturn. I'm like, no. And then I got way too technical about it. <laughs> That's yeah. because you're on the geeky side. <laughs> Fran- well, Francisco Goya. Yeah, there you go, Francisco Goya. It's, you knew that off the top of your head? No, That's I impressive. <laughs> he just really thought deeply. I um, um, but so anyways, we had this conversation, and, and I, I was stupid. Well, I don't want to say stupid. I, I took a, a Harvard offered this um, law course, and it was through Harvard Law. 
their their actual law school online and they they put it out through wounded warrior and i applied for it like four years in a row and finally took it it's a copyright law course so i know way too much about i know more about copyright law than i should I don't know if that hurts me or not. I mean, it, and, it's and just for anybody listening. And if you're an Arrested Development fan, it's kind of like Michael Bluth being the maritime lawyer because he was one in a play once. <laughs> yeah, that's basically <laughs> well, what these I, conversations <laughs> with Reynolds are like. He knows just enough to get himself in trouble. I, I know <laughs> when it comes to copyright law, I know, but but when it comes to the actual like statutes that enforce it and things like that, that I could tell you more to I, my point. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this is the law. Which law is it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, Goy- Francisco the. Goya. <laughs> Shit. <We're- laughs> but I, I, I could tell you that, like, there's, like, a lot of what, what what we talked about was sans affair, and that's just meaning that it's of the scene is what it translates into French. It just means that once, there's only so many ways to depict something. So if you say Saturn, anybody can use Saturn because it's sure. it's sans right. affair. Um, anywho. Sorry, I'm I'm off track again. <laughs> well, so we covered the beers. Well, they will the law be on tap? What? All the beer, all of the the, the, the beers yeah. and bottles will be on tap. So we're gonna have in. hidden in those beers of Saturn Ascends that we release. We're gonna ta- we're gonna bottle three of each of our variants, um, and we're just gonna write it on the bottom so nobody knows. Even our employees won't know which ones they are. Um, the variants are. Um, a Mexican coffee, which you can kind of relate to, like a mole. It just has a little bit more, a little bit more uh, coffee and a little bit more chocolate in it. Um, it's, it's got the spice. We got a vanilla bean version, um, which we're calling vanilla bean ascends. Um, <laughs> that one, the that one's just called Mexican coffee. The first one, vanilla bean ascends. Then we've got. Um, El Mariachi. El Mariachi, which is the hot pepper version. Nice. Um, then I can't... Can Gerch, you, can you tell us Gerchberta. <laughs> your, your pronunciation is going to be better than mine. <laughs> it's it's birthday country with a question mark behind it. It's relating to a military story that when I was over in Germany, I had uh, a guy that... It was his birthday. It's a long story. I can get into it, but it's probably not going to be as funny to anybody as it well, is to me. I, I was going to ask, and then you... Went there. Um, the one before that, the uh, El Mariachi. Yes. Can you tell us what peppers you used? Hot. Now? Hot. <laughs> That's, no, there's actually two peppers. There's um, there's a. Uh, it's basically the. I can't remember the proper term. It's the red hot chili pepper, though. Like the actual like. Anthony Kiedis is yeah. in this beer. Yeah. It it it's that's the actual translation is red hot chili pepper. Okay. Um, Sweet. <laughs> and then, the, then there's there's a sweeter pepper that we put in there too to just kind of balance it out and okay. get some flavor out of. Um, I think that was an ancho. That sound right? Yeah, sounds like a pepper to me. It's yeah, ancho a pepper. Is a pepper, but they were all chilies too, yeah, so they were all dried. Pepper, and yeah, uh, yeah. That's the kind of that Southwest sort of tangy, yeah. not super spicy, but yeah, a little bit sweeter. Yeah. It, it's kind of more of like the right. low to medium yes. range, and then yeah, the other one was like. I, I use a lot of ancho when I make chili. Yeah, yeah. So. I think it kind of relates to a poblano, okay, yeah. a little bit. I there's there is a difference there, and I don't know what the like. I feel like there's something with ancho peppers, something with 
poblanos, like they. It, well, it might be a chili of the poblano, had, meaning uh, that they dry it out. Yeah, there's something that I, I don't know. I don't watch enough Alton Brown to. Yeah, I, I don't. He's told me. That I, he I, <laughs> I can't, and I'm sorry, I just can't think of him off the top of my head. Um, what that actual name is. Um, it'll it'll be we're, in. We're just gonna call it a goya okay. pepper. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> It's, it's the hot answer peppers. for everything. Now. Hot, I'm not they're they're it hot, all. spicy peppers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you do know the difference, call the drunk line. That's at right. Uh, five six seven seventy drink. Um, uh, Should have made five six seven seventy drunk, but it's drink. Five so six then, seven seventy drink. Then we got the, the birthday one, which is the country. We'll just it's a raspberry birthday cake. Um, okay. So we're we're excited about that. That sounds good. Um, and then there's another one that we added. Which is Saturn Ascends, Flesh of Saturn. So we blended Flesh of the Pumpkin with Ooh. Saturn Ascends. Now that one might not make it to bottles. Um, we had a lot less of that because it was basically I, I set aside a tank or half a keg roughly of, of Flesh of the Pumpkin back in the fall. And I said, this is going to be for an infusion at some point. And I was like, well, and what you if? Hold on to it. To, yeah. Know. So then I was like, well, what if we did, and, you know, we kind of ran with it, so kind of off-season beer, but, you know, there's only a little bit of it, so. So anybody looking for a pumpkin beer? Yeah. In the spring. There is in technically the pumpkin in this beer. <laughs> right. Yeah. I found that it kind of more, it mellowed it out a little bit more, like, took a little bit of that and made it more of an undertone, the, the right. pumpkin spices and everything, but at the same time, it... Um, it made it smoother, like because that that pumpkin is a porter and this is a stout and there's so I think it, that was the one I went on and rated actually. Which which one? Oh, the the flesh. pumpkin. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, that was um. We had people asking for it. Like yeah. I, I was at I was at Fifty West the other night and we had somebody come up and ask me when I'm going to put that back out again. <laughs> I was like Halloween. <laughs> See, I would have been like, that, that's like a summer beer, so it's going to come out around like 4th of July. We were going to put it in cans and release it for pool season. Yeah, so I, I had to work here in the morning. I had to uh, open the place up, and then my brother was in town from Chicago, so I went to his ha- or I went to my parents' house for his kid's birthday party um, like right after here. I never, I never went home, and then from... There, my brother and I decided we were going to go out and get a beer. And we were in Milford, and unfortunately, Little Miami was too packed. I've yet to be there, but always. we were like, we're just going to drive yeah, to 50 West because it's four seconds away from that. And we hung out in the production for a while, so I hadn't been there in a while. As we wrap up the show, can we shift gears again? Yes. Um, I like that motion. <laughs> I wanted That was me shifting. Um, I want to talk kind of like a bigger picture about kind of this this the year anniversary. Okay. So you guys opened a year ago. Yeah. How many places do you think have opened since you? <laughs> Just off the top of your head, what's, what's your number? Guess? I'd say four or five in Cincinnati. Yes, four or five. Greater Cincinnati, we'll call yeah. it. Yeah, four or five. What's your guess? So I off the top six. of your head, eleven. Really? <laughs> There's been 11 places that have opened in the last year. Um, do you want me to list them? Yes, yes. please. Uh, three points, Wiedemann, Northern Row, Off Track. Okay, so I have to clarify this. Yep. Rheingeist, With Northern Rheingeist Row and two. Off Track. Ryan yeah. Guys 2. They're, they're That's Off Track? No, 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 no. Oh. Off Track, 
is a whole separate thing. Off Track is also in OTR right by Rheingeist. Okay. Yes. Rheingeist's second location is technically a brewery because they have a 15-barrel system there, I think. Yeah, I'd call so that a brewery, then. Um, I mean, small for them. Common, Sonder, Sam Adams Taproom, Kerrigan, Humble Monk, and Lacoba. What's, what's Kerrigan? That's, Kerrigan is a distillery slash brewery. Mm-hmm. Where are they? Fairfax. Huh. Yeah. I didn't know anything about that one. Um, uh, Eric, Eric Bauman Brown, and yeah. then uh, Jeff Hunt. Eric from Depths? No, no, no. no that used to be at Moreline. Eric from Moreline oh, okay, okay. slash Oscar Blues. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was yeah. thinking Eric Bowman from... No. It no, could no, also be pronounced Bowman, right, but... Yeah. No, Eric Bowman. Yeah. So, 11 places have opened up in the last year. What else has... I mean, she I'll wants to know if you want another I'll beer. A, I'll take a Berliner. Oh, yeah, yeah. Berliner is what they uh-huh. Thank you. Oh, yeah, I forget she doesn't have headphones. Thank you. No, this she does. Go all the way. Thank you, Anne. <laughs> um, that, that's right there. You know, that's the hardest I was working. actually going to toss her on here because she's... We didn't even talk about sustainability. She's our, <laughs> sustain, she's our sustainability officer. You know what? Chicken. Um, she's been able to sustain you, so she's got to be the sustainability uh, officer. We'll make that part of last week's show. <laughs> well, uh, we'll we'll finish this and then we'll start the first half of last week's quote unquote show <laughs> and talk about the sustainability beer. Yeah, we'll all, all you people that want to time travel, this shit's hard. <laughs> you um, don't even have verb tenses. You think for this you're shit. confused? I don't even know what day it is. <laughs> um, it's until so. Let's talk about this the, the, the year. Okay. What? what how do you see this coming? Because eleven it's been fucking nuts. Eleven breweries is I kind of yeah. crazy, and like I, you know, you guys are a good example of it. You think four, maybe six breweries have opened up. Yeah, like it, it becomes like this other thing, and like it, it, well, it isn't as shocking anymore. So it isn't a big deal anymore when breweries open up. If you talk to Jake, Jake at at Braxton, he's probably the best guy to talk to about thank this. Thank you. Um. Oh yes, and so we got why the syrup. Did she bring us ketchup, and we got the syrup. <laughs> This is outstanding. <laughs> Thanks, Ann. Um, so, Jake is, um, and, and I probably have said this before on the show, I don't know, one of the smartest guys I know in terms of business. Um, Evan knows the brewing side really well. Jake knows the business side really well. And he said that there's going to be a bubble pop. I know that we all try to sit there and turn our eyes to it. I mean, especially beer fans. It's going to happen. I've said it. And it's all going to be about, number one, who's doing it with quality, who's doing it with consistency, who's doing it with quality assurance, having programs like that in a place. That's not a bubble, though. No, no. It's going to be... That's because of Blank Slate. Well... If it was all but, about quality, they'd still be but around. But Blank Slate had a couple bad things going for him, and that's... I understand, but I mean, if it's well, pure quality... But there, there's bi- there's business decisions involved, too, that you've got to consider. And the there's room thing, I, I get locations, a consideration. Location. I mean, I there, there's a lot to good that goes into it, but it's... I mean, he said it's either going to be the people that are in the market that are, that have... I'm getting... Just a little. Sorry, he's getting right. sidetracked because I'm putting some of the raspberry syrup in the Cecilia's Grace, which was excellent. Um, it's like candy. So there's a th- there's a lot of things that factor into it, but he sure. said he said quality's got to be number one. 
your beer your beer quality has to be the first, and and that's I, true of any place. I, but it's not. But disagree. that's not that's not true at all. Well, there's there's marketing that has to be in right. place too. But then, no, marketing there's even that, more there's than more quality. to it. Like you could have opened here <laughs> in Alexandria with a brewery that is half as good as what this place is. That has, and granted, your marketing is not. Uh, the, the 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 biggest thing in Cincinnati, right? <laughs> but you basically but that's a good media. example. Your marketing doesn't matter as much because well, it's because of our filling, lo- location. You're, you're We've got a, a good hole. location, and there are so many holes that are still waiting to be filled in Cincinnati. <laughs> and, but, well, but but see, I, I but tend I'm, to I tend to disagree with that because. I, I think the outer suburbs are what you're what you're referencing. Yeah, yeah. But I think I think what you're going to wind up hurting is the more of those come out, the less people are going to go downtown. Sure. So those breweries are going to shut down, or the ones that are behind the curb of the other ones, and that's that's where I'm getting at with the terms of quality. You know, if your beer doesn't will they stand shut up, down, or will they shift? Will they start making seltzer waters and start distributing further outside of Cincinnati? Well, but but how long, is this, how long is this? How long is this seltzer fed? Going to lay us though. That's the other thing. I don't it depends know. on if people lose weight on it. There's a lot That's of people. A there is a I mean, lot really of people yeah. drinking not, that. For, I know. For once, I was being serious. Well, but we we sell it here, and we don't sell near as much as I thought we were going to. We just have it yeah, as an option. Um, but we're also a brewery too. But there's you always well, from what I understand about the seltzer thing, talking to some of the places that are making seltzers, you don't necessarily sell it here. Right. It's, yeah. There that you sell it. It's outside. It, it, it's for when people take it to You're their selling pool. Somebody or, else's seltzer. Well, yeah, and that's where they're selling. And, it. and this is this is where I'm going to go with this one too because I live in a in, down in Bellevue and it's urban and I walk to Newport yeah. and I walk downtown. People there because it's a little more urban and active and people are walking are a little more apt to get that. So yeah. and, and then they are maybe here where they're driving here. You so know, you get very few walking customers. No, but if you look back there, I mean, there's I my, my entire running club is, is back there, too. Yeah, how many of them are going to walk out and get in their cars? Yeah, all of them, but exactly. I, I'm just... I know. I, I, I I'm get, actually I curious to go there and look and see what they're drinking, too. They're they're drinking beer, I promise you. Maybe with oh, yeah. the exception mm-hmm. of one or two, but they they all come in. I mean, they so run hard, jo- and then jo- they drink Joe's in the running club. I'm familiar. Yeah. So, depending on when you're listening to this... You're probably listening to it, and it was a few weeks ago, opening day. It was in the parade, yeah. thanks to Chef Tony, uh, on, the, on the float, on the parade, watching everything. And Tony, you're dead to me. <laughs> and I saw a whole lot of people drinking mm-hmm. Braxton's hard seltzer, be it on floats, even though you're not supposed to be drinking on the parade route, or so, people sitting along the sides of the street, like, just with the cans, like, just... That's what I saw. Yeah, I saw hard seltzer and I saw big beer. Yeah, and that, that but that's also common with that type of event too, though. You got to think everybody's trying to go, and, and you're going into that season. G- give me a minute here. Yeah, and just you know to counter that, we are going into like festival season where there's yeah. going to be a lot of outdoors activities. I'll be right back. I think you're fine. Um, you know, just sustaining the conversation since we're talking about sustainability. <laughs> no, we're talking uh, about sustainability last week. <laughs> Time travel sucks. <laughs> so, but yeah, I do, I do think that there's a lot of factors that go into that, whether people are going to drink that or not. I just this particular location, while it is a lovely location with lots of room, it's one of one of the better tap rooms, I think, because of the separation. Yeah, where you've it's got two tap rooms. Yes, in one. it's very much so too. I I could make the argument for three, three. Oh, yeah, because three. the the yeah. bar is the in bar the middle, itself. it's sort of separated. But 
you know, much like I said, it wouldn't cast. I think it's kind of similar mm-hmm. where things are broken up, but even more definitively here, it's broken up because there's a big damn wall in between. But this is not that tap room, and I don't think that most of the, if you want to call them that, the suburban tap rooms, I don't necessarily think are going to sell the seltzers, the hard seltzers, as much as. I don't think tap rooms. I don't think tap rooms in general are going to sell it. Let's see the summer. I mean, let's see how much. Be interesting. I just to see. I want to see how many labs will sell over the summer because they get a lot of walk business there. It's Uh, not darkness carries not their own. You've probably been to labs in way more recent time than I have. Last week. Okay. Yeah. So yes, over the weekend. Um, It's not on tap, right? No, it's It's just in cans, which I think is 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 a whole other factor to it. I agree with that. I will give you that. All right. We're still on Seltzer. That's just yeah. a whole other okay. show. Let's, I was just trying to sustain the conversation. Let's, um, yes, it is. Let me let me just say a couple more things about our anniversary real quick because oh, that's what we're kind of going on. Um, it's going to be a big event. We're going to have different releases throughout Let's the day of place. those. Do you see that? Huh? Smacked us around. I'm sorry. I just kept us on topic. No, you're good. I'm sorry. My <laughs> bad. We're, just, we're not used to being on topic, Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> but but my my. Him and now I lost my time. <laughs> Multiple um, releases see, throughout the day. And that's how I put him in his place. <laughs> Multiple releases throughout the day. Yeah, so we're going to have several, and we've got them in different sixtals. So we'll we'll have outside. We're actually closing off a section of the parking lot. Sweet. So it's going to be indoor and outdoor festival. Um, we're timed releases with the with the yeah. different. Uh, yeah, and we're not going to post those until that day. So we want people here, you know, yeah, sure. drinking beer. Um, I will be here, but I'll be here uh, as a consumer. Be here, no, be I'll be here early though. Be late. I yeah. have an Easter egg hunt later in the day, so yeah. Right, hammer down. Um, <laughs> hammer but down. we kind of here sounds more fun. Than mine. Yes, go ahead. Sorry, we keep. I, sorry, no, you're fine. We're, we're trying you. to get a lot of the uh, local Alexandria businesses involved too, so we're hoping to have like a couple different stands. Little Caesars is going to be serving um, pizza out of their drive-through window. For this event, so if anybody wants, that's cool. That's actually little awesome, Caesars. Though. Like that's, that's really cool. I mean, well, we'll, it's we'll have Caesars, we'll have Four Mile Pig going too, but sure. you know, um, we're trying to get Miss Shirley's involved, which is the bakery. See if they want to set up a stand because their donuts, if you haven't had them, are amazing. Well, yeah, so their cake is fantastic. Doors open at eleven a.m. That's kind of breakfast time. That's yeah. That's donut time. To yeah. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I actually talked to them, and they're planning on making extra donuts that day too. Um, it's looking like the middle school is going to be overflow parking. So if you're coming down here and you don't see spots, middle school is about, I don't know, not even a quarter mile down the road, down walk. 27. It's so it's walk. a it's a really quick walk. Um, and if you're walking, you get here early and we fill up early. Um, we uh, You could stop at Miss Shirley's on your way in. You can maybe, uh, middle school's trying to work out something. You know, none of that's confirmed with them, but they're trying to work out something where they're going to have, like, a PTA bake sale or something like that going on, too, or car wash. I don't know what they're going to do. Um, but, yeah. That's that's really cool that it's a whole community event. Yeah. And, you know, that's one of the things I think I've said, that we're kind of – we're lucky in a – Picked Alexandria. Alexandria is a great community, and, and all the businesses get – a. For the most part, we all get along really well. Um, you know, there are some that aren't team players, if you want to say that. <laughs> I don't know what you'd say. I mean, but, you know, we all, it's a very friendly, business-friendly community, like in terms of one business to the next. 
and community friendly in terms of everybody involved. Um, sorry, I'll shut my dirty hole now. Don't be sorry. <laughs> I, I've rambled too much. That's I, what makes the show work. But, if, but I also think that extolling the virtues of your community show why this is working down here and, and why you picked the location. So I think I think that's great. Well, it's it's to me why we're not close to hitting a bubble in at all. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I hope you're right. I really do. Um, I, I just, I honestly worry that there's only so much room for so many people. And I mean, even even myself, you know, like you said, I don't have a big, I don't have a big social media presence right now. I don't have a big marketing presence. I and mean, you, I, I and think. you can't keep up. Yeah. But, but that's good right now. But there's other breweries that are larger than me that have the opposite problem. But that's that's a whole different argument though. That's yeah. a that's a that's a sizing issue. That's not a bubble well, issue. Well, it's not necessarily a sizing issue. It's also it's a quality issue and and I don't want to put anybody down. Right, right, so, right. It, there's quality issues going on. And if you've ever talked to to Scott in detail about it, I mean, he'll tell you part of if you have these quality issues going on, it brings Cincinnati as a whole down. Um, so, so you know, fix it. And, and I'm hoping, I'm hoping I don't have these quality issues going on. I mean, I, I think I enjoy my beer. I don't brew it for me though. I brew it for the Mayasa. So I hope everybody else does too. We've, so that's we've, we've, we've talked, you know we've talked pretty heavily in the last few weeks on this show about Asheville because I was in Asheville about a month ago or a month and a half. And I, you know, talked to the breweries that I sat down and talked with Wait. down there about that. I think you're going to be in Asheville <laughs> a month from now, just because of all the time travel. I, I, I don't understand life anymore. But um, <laughs> one of the biggest questions I had for places was what happens when somebody opens up and it's not as good. And the overwhelming answer was, we don't let that happen. If somebody opens up and yeah. the quality's off, we go there and we make it better. I, I listened to your show about that, but I don't think Cincinnati has that kind of community nope. spirit that Asheville has. So maybe it's not a bubble issue. Maybe it's a community issue. Well, but you also got to look at Asheville versus Cincinnati. I mean, what is it, a quarter size of Cincinnati if you're talking greater Cincinnati area? Not even. I mean, there's there's a big difference in terms of that community versus our community. And we're also Cincinnatians. We got named the least funniest place in the world last year. We got, really? yeah, we really did. Did they not know I live here? <laughs> there was the a lady. Hell, people? I, I was I was listening to something on, on the radio, and there was a lady just who tried to refute that and tried to find. She went around and asked everybody their favorite joke in Cincinnati. I was listening to on. Um, uh, That's a really funny WVXU. Way to is that what it Cincinnati is not funny. How many people said the Bengals? No, but that would have been hilarious. I mean, see, they they all just told dumb dad jokes, you know, which are all like cheesy and corny. But I, I guess people here, it, it more gets on to the fact that there's a lot of bitter people in Cincinnati, and I think it's because of the Bengals. I think it's because of every time we get close to winning something, or any time it, it just we we do good one year, you know, and then the next year we come back and we're, we're awful. Just always I mean, so close. To everything. Yeah. I, and, and I would actually attribute that to the fact that Cincinnati, and I think we talked about this a couple weeks ago, has this inferiority complex that everybody's so worried if you're from out of town that you have to go like 
Skyline or Gold Star or whatever Which, you have to like. Or we've know. got this incredible beer scene building. And people are like, well, the bubble's going to burst. Uh, we're, we're the in, bubble's going to burst. But see, it's, there you go. Yeah, that's that's a very Cincinnati neg- thing to say. It's like <laughs> I, I think that's a national conversation, though. No, Honestly, but but it's the way that, that it's, well, you know, I'm, I'm growing year over year. I've had 13% growth this year, 30% growth the, the year prior, you know. Bubble's bursting. I know it's it can't. We're not going to keep up with this. It's just going to be, you know. But pe- people, it's just the Cincinnati attitude is it's, it's going to go wrong, um, and so, I think that that's where that honestly so comes something from. Something in the chili, yeah, Obviously. could it's be. Got to be it. Well, so folks, you know, but that, eating the chili and you're going to have a lot more positivity in your life. That's what I, we just had. But I mean, it's even our weather. I mean, what's what's the saying? If you don't like the weather, wait, wait 15 minutes, minutes here. Change. Yeah, and that's nobody else says that. It's just we all hit, our weather sucks. Our snow sucks. Everything. Good fucking snow. And and just that's talking about that this year. But you go you morning. go to an, you go to another city and somebody's gonna be like, yeah, well we get like four feet of snow and you're like, yeah, but we get black ice. You know how dangerous that is. <laughs> you know it's it's always we have this chip on our shoulder. Yeah, yes, but we we get snow complex. and then it's really nice outside and that sucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, three days after Christmas, everybody's I was always sick. <laughs> Sorry. Three days after Christmas, I was sitting on a bench having a coffee. With my little girl. Perfect. Like, outside weather, three days after Christmas, right. and everybody's like, this winter sucked. And I'm like, where the fuck were you? <laughs> I we was actually sitting outside of Starbucks. But we did have some of the coldest days we've had in like 15 years or something like that, too. But, but that's. They were outliers. But this is. But that's Cincinnati. We it's focus Cincinnati. on those three it's days versus the. So. So when it comes to the craft beer, everybody focuses on the three breweries they don't like and say, "Oh, the bubbles popping." Exactly, exactly. But but that's that's what All I'm right. getting at. I mean, it's, so, it's so a very in, in order to increase your positivity, listeners, come down to Alexandria for the on the April 20th for the anniversary, and it's going to infuse you with some positivity about the Woo. industry. And the Eleven a.m. until the until bubbles 12, not going to pop. Fifty nine. Is that right? Uh, well, we just. <laughs> So our insurance makes us say if we're open till one, it's a problem. It's twelve fifty nine. It increases our rate, so we're only open till twelve fifty nine that day, and that depends. You know, we might if we're dead at midnight, we might just shut down. I mean, that's a long day for a lot of our bartenders. Sure, sure. So party still going at four a.m. Well, we <laughs> Alexandria. You can you're arresting you people. Can, you can go over to uh, what's the new place? The Honey Hole. <laughs> you can go to the Honey Hole. You can hole. go to Honey Hole. <laughs> Bray was there last night. He said it's pretty nice. Uh, I may check it out. We'll see. <laughs> that, that seems like very. That seems like a very Cincinnati way to put it. Um, Andy, thank you very much. Andy, thank you very much. Um, Andy, uh, Andy, tune in. Tune in last week to hear about uh, sustainability friends. Friends. Sustainability buddy. 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 Sensi Brewcast, the voice of Sensi Craft. <laughs>